After the recent town hall, the Florida mass shooting is still fresh in our minds, and our show is dominated on a discussion about firearms. During this, we go into a frank discussion about the specific weapon used and its effects on the human body. If you would rather not hear this part of the episode, I have included time codes marking the beginning and the end of that topic in the show description below. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy this week's Civil Politics. The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on the station. I'm ready. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP. 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Michael Dow. With me tonight is Susan Timberlake. Hey there. And uh, the inimitable Mr. Roberts, inimitably on the board once more. Yo. Yo. <laughs> and um, we are going to be talking more, uh, following up on uh, our uh, great show last week. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, so she I was very interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, uh, Ann Tallheimer doesn't, didn't feel up to joining us again tonight, much as I'd have uh, uh, loved having her, and I hope she'll come and join us again. But, uh, I, sorry, before we get into talking about uh, uh, those amazing kids down in Florida, we should just mention that you can get in touch with us, and we would love to hear from you. If you want to tweet at us, our handle on the Twitters is at CivilPoliticsFM. On Facebook, we are Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. We also have an email, which is simply civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. And, uh, uh, yeah, we have a website. That was it, yeah. And it's called civilpoliticsradio.com. It's got recordings of previous episodes of the show, links to things we talk about, uh, some supplemental podcasts and things like that. So, you know, it's definitely uh, uh, worth your look. I, I think it also, there's a, like a link to genre Swiss bank account. So, you know, if you want to help him with uh, the whole money laundering thing. It's not Swiss. Oh, that's passe, isn't it? Seriously, they actually have laws now. Oh, okay. What is it? I'm I'm behind the times. I'm an old fogey. Is it Cyprus now, or what's the hot hot offshore banking site these days? You kids, uh, Newfoundland. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. They have the best. Come on, man. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, cute dogs too. So, um. <coughs> <laughs> And that's how I feel tonight. <laughs> Come on, John. The show's not starting off any worse than it usually does. So anyway. Um, we, we love dogs. Yeah, good we point. We do love dogs. <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, so, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, we also, uh, when we post links to things during the show, uh, John was using the hashtag civil references to make it easier to follow along. Um, and, yeah. Uh, let's let's start with the 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 sort of the the good news coming out of bad stuff. I guess like there's been more sort of developments in the story about the uh, the terrible shooting at the uh, Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. Um, well, I, I don't know, Sue. You were you were mentioning how you were you were uh, uh, the the 
President Trump has basically taken it, gotten a bee in his bonnet about uh, uh, we have to arm the teachers or whatever. And you yeah, had yeah, I wasn't I I wasn't thinking about Trump at all. I was actually thinking about the sheriff that was armed. Oh, who was assigned. there? Yeah. yeah, who was there? And as it turns out, they're never going to play the tape. Supposedly, they've they've sequestered the tape of but he of what of him going around the side of the building and then taking a position outside the building, even though there was active gunfire in the building and um I, he either resigned or they suspended him i think and he's resigned i heard yeah and um you know it, it, guy that's won all these awards and gotten you know best employee and all this stuff and and couldn't bring himself or thought he shouldn't go into a building with somebody who had an ar-15 and that's you know i if you were in that position, you would probably. I mean, it's not like TV, right? This is no. this is a guy with a you know six shots and a handgun of some kind. I I, I don't know what he was armed with. But yeah, it was it, it was it was a pistol of some kind. Yeah, he, he might was, have had more than six shots. But yeah, police issue. Yeah, but yeah, I, this is a fellow who's older than I. He's in his fifties. Um, I forget if it was fifty three or fifty seven, but yeah. he he's an older you know older fellow, and just. Highly trained. Is he assume. highly trained? I um, have no idea. I mean, yeah, you know, they practice at the shooting range and do all that stuff. Sure, sure. I, I, you know, and I'm not, I'm not trained in that way. But yeah. at the same time, like to me, well, trained for this. Well, but highly trained for this means, on some level, that you're, you've got some experience, or you're, you're able, you, you, you have some experience dealing with the terror of knowing that someone is going to be shooting back at you. And, and there are some policemen that never use their weapon in their whole career. Right. The fellow that owned my house had never discharged his weapon in his career as a Northampton policeman ever. Right. And before he retired, you know, when he went down, he did, went somewhere and discharged it so that he could. He just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so that does happen. But they are, tra I mean, part of the the whole becoming a police officer is you are trained and you're supposed to go to the range and, you know, keep it up and all that stuff. Sure. So if anybody's trained, he, he was trained, I guess, is the sort right. of short piece of his, compared to a teacher. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely compared Sorry, to a I teacher. I wasn't, I didn't no, give no, you no. my. Bec Please. Yeah. So I, did, I just, you know, that's, that was how I was thinking about this. And, um, I, you know, I just don't know what you do with that. I mean, well, this whole idea of hardening our schools. So well, they're not a soft target. I, I, I have a lot of, <laughs> I, I, mean, know, I guess, sympathy, empathy. I, I, I can put myself in the shoes of this sheriff's deputy. I mean, I, I don't know what, what he actually did precisely. I don't yeah. know exactly what he was feeling. But I can certainly easily imagine that in this moment of, you know, uh, bowel-loosening terror <laughs> of hearing, you know, someone shooting with an AR-15. I've soiled my armor. Is that what you said? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I've soiled my armor. I was so scared. Yes. I, I, I totally could imagine being brave Sir Robin in Monty Python and the Holy Grail and <laughs> running Run away, away yeah. you know, or certainly not going in to confront the shooter. I, that makes sense to me. And there are some like, tactics. And it's then, it's and a I, scary thing to do. I can't speak to this. You know, George who used to be on our show probably could have could speak to it very articulately but there are plans of how you approach and what you do and what the other police are doing because you know in watertown when they found the terrorist kid in the boat i mean a lot of those oh the sarnayev guy who yeah for the bomb they yeah. were shooting across the boat at each other i mean there were yeah. there were problems with the watertown police and the state oh, police yeah. and the, i mean 
you want somebody to run the scene. So he may very well, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, waiting for instruction. But, you know, if you're the first guy there with a gun and some, they're shooting at kids, I think, I think you need to go in and confront the shooter. I, which, I mean, I, I agree. I think that makes sense. Or you would hope that that's how they would view their role. Well, I, I, you know, I love to play games like Dungeons and Dragons. I enjoy fantasy role-playing games. I, you know, I like being the heroic dude who does whatever, you know, you know. D&D, superhero games, whatever. Those are fun. But I absolutely can identify with saying, like, okay, there's the fantasy character that's fun to play. Like, it's fun to imagine being Black Panther. But I'm not Black Panther. I'm very aware that I am not in any way, shape, or form like a highly trained dude with with. In many ways, you're not like Black Panther. Right. <laughs> I don't own any vibranium clothing. I've never eaten a heart-shaped herb. Some Keep ways going. more I've got no training. Keep going. I don't speak Osa. <laughs> Keep going. Some more uh, obvious I'm not a head character. of state. I'm, I'm not a tr- I, I don't have a doctorate in physics. Oh, boy. You've obviously <laughs> seen the movie. Uh, uh, I'm prone to sunburns. Is that where you're going? Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was going. I wanted to that's, bring... That's the least important quality of his in the context of dealing with an active shooter. <laughs> dealing with an active shooter, just just bring it back there. I just wanted to to put this in. Um, the Just the, the pure fact that um, a police officer was fearful for his life. I mean, I, I and I can understand that. Like, he... he, he I don't know... Uh, we, we obviously don't know him personally. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it just from what I've what I know about the situation, he's probably he probably just, you know, got scared because there was someone shooting and yeah. then he did the the human thing to do and and sought for sought safety or took a position outside the door. So exactly. He came out. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and tried to do do the best thing that he could, or at least do the do. I don't know, but um, this this really speaks to the whole good guy with a gun yes. thing. This is a highly trained person, and maybe not highly trained, but this is a maybe trained not a person. SWAT team more guy, training yeah. than I've had. It's more training than, than most any teachers would ever have. Yeah. More te- or just most yeah. people. Yeah. would have yeah even folks um, in the military don't always have yeah training yeah um or their training has lapsed for a while because they're in a non-combative uh role yeah. like they're they're in the jag corps yeah remember that show yeah, yeah. they're in the, well, <laughs> the the dude who in the motor pool doesn't have the same military experience as the person who's serving in a rifle uh brigade Fighting, you know, fighting Doing in the front line. This, yeah. I mean, this was. There's a great. Um, there's an author named Paul Fussell who's written some really good books. Um, uh, 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 wartime thought and memory, thought and understanding in World War One. I. I can't remember the names of, his, of the three books of his that I'm thinking of. He wrote a book about about World War One and how, and its effect on culture. He wrote a book about World War Two and how that gave rise to the propaganda industry. And he also wrote a book, I think, called Doing Battle about his own personal experience fighting in the Battle of the Bulge, among other things. So, and he's like, the, the, the difference in experience between you're right there and there's guys shooting at you, and even the guy who's 100 yards behind you is is night and day. Yeah, so, like, like, not everybody who's been a veteran has had the same experience of terror and, and, and you know, having to sh- 
fire shoot for their lives and whatnot. It's it's it's, it's hard to do, and I can't I can't really I can imagine being in that situation, and I can imagine in that moment finding it within myself to step up and try and confront the active shooter. I can also easily imagine not doing that very easily. You know, like I, who knows whether what kind of courage I might be able to find in that moment because I've never had to. Yeah. And I'm knocking wood hoping I never I, I never will because, you know, that's not a balance I want to be weighed in. I, I want to put another card on the table. Yeah, please. And this has not been this is not a news story. This is I'm speculating yeah. totally. Sure. If if the sheriff's deputy had military service, it's entirely possible he would also have PTSD. Oh God! Yeah, and and might short circuit in a circumstance like that. That's true. Where he, you know, choked. Yeah, that that can happen. Yeah, and I have no idea, and it, yeah. it it sort of doesn't matter, but it's certainly a thing that could happen. Yeah. It's plausible. And he's going to live with this for the rest of his life that all yeah. those kiddos poor, died poor on guy. his on his watch. So. Yeah. Oh, definitely, John. Um, what you were going to say the other th- uh, another thing that people have been saying. I, every few years, this this uh, meme comes up. Yeah. Um, this picture that says. Uh, we have basically it's saying we have all we have a lot of vets that need jobs and they're trained so um with guns so why don't we put them in the schools because there's um a shortage of police officers and plus we want police officers on the street and and everything but um putting vets in into the into the school which i think is a terrible idea yeah, just um, because you're a vet. I mean, some folks go into the service, people are going to hate me for saying this, to try and straighten their lives out a little mm-hmm. bit. And yeah. they don't come home any more stable than they went in. And I, I think just saying vets, period. Yeah. I, you know, you want somebody who's got good judgment, good reflexes, and isn't afraid. Well, and, I'm, yeah. I mean, they, they're saying, like, I mean, I'm sure there's going to, it's not yeah. just, like, random people. But yeah. uh, the the... The thing about PTSD that you were saying, there there are a lot of um, different, <coughs> excuse me, different issues with that. And really, the biggest thing that I have a problem with is just guns in sh- in schools in general. Yeah. Um. Just in the environment that that creates for children. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry. I um. Agree. The uh the the way that the the way that changes the environment in the school um just having a police officer in the school like people are saying oh, oh this is a great trouble in northampton with that that they yeah. were doing a meet yeah. and greet and the and it was terrifying some of the kids just because of their where they came from yeah i mean and and even and if that's they're a the terrible thing that even if they're the nicest person even if they're a great cop and i know that um that the there have been uh uh they've been trying to do things in in northampton to um acclimate kids to yep. to police officers which is really great things, yeah. yeah and build bonds between the community yeah. and the police officers right and there was but some both ways. subset yeah. of kiddos that had you know were pretty terrified and they needed to approach it differently just yeah. because as you said uh, having a policeman i would have been terrified in freshman year in college uh, I've been scared of cops for many, many years. Well, you told us about putting your registration above your. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm always scared of cops. And anytime I get pulled over, anytime I see one on the street, I used to work in a in a credit union, and there was a police officer that would come in and do his banking, and I would just be like, yep. <laughs> there, "There's a cop good here." Um, yeah, behavior. because that's how that's how uh, black kids are taught to to 
be fearful so you don't, you know, get beat up or anything. But just ha no matter what the race, like just having a, a someone in uniform in a school changes the the environment of the school. Uh, having metal detectors in a school. I mean, they and if you're going to expand um, this program with uh, police officers being uh, in the schools, um, like uniform people being in the school, then that creates a sense of uh, instead of it being a place of learning, it being a place of holding. It it honestly, it in a way takes us back to, uh, it takes us back to honest to God feudal society. Um, Leave your weapons at the door of the church. Well, no, no, no. Well, <laughs> sure, but um, so so talking about feudalism can be as sort of a, as a shorthand for Europe in the quote-unquote Middle Ages or Dark Ages or whatever you want to call it, can be sort of overdone. Uh, and there's a great book by the historian Mark Bloch about that called Feudal Society. Great French historian from the 1940s. But set that aside for a moment. One of the way, the, the way in which it specifically actually makes sense is what feudalism was about was sort of a, a contract between a, a lord and a uh, underling who would fight for them. Uh, you know, uh, there are various terms for that, house carls, you know, uh, feudation, knights, all kinds of terms. But the point is the basic relationship was like... Protection. I'm your patron. In exchange for my patronage and giving you wealth and land and so forth, you go out and when I tell you to stab people to death, you do that. <coughs> you protect me. And uh, part of the reason why this way of arranging a society and this, these kinds of relationships came to be common in Western Europe uh, was that there were these dudes called Vikings. It was dangerous. Who'd show up and, like, maybe kill people and take their stuff and cause a lot of trouble. And not just Vikings, others others too. Uh, um, so you're arguing that it's as dangerous as that? No. You're I'm not arguing, arguing that it's dangerous in this. I mean, I'm not saying it's the same because it's not. You're not getting an armed party of—, of, of of, of Danes showing up out of nowhere, uh, jumping off a longboat off the Connecticut River and, you know, rampaging up into the center of town. That's, that's not my point. Um, what is my point is that part of the idea of, of having sort of a professional man-at-arms was that it, like, one, one armed guy wasn't necessarily going to save your town from 20 Danes with swords. But... If your one-armed guy confronted them and the Danes lost a guy, well, all right, they just can absorb them, that. Slow them down But it slows bit. them down a bit. But if yeah. every village they raid, they lose a guy, you know, how quickly is it going to take for the Danes to go, you know what, maybe maybe we should try this a different way. Maybe we should show up and say, hey, guys, want to trade instead of we're going to pillage you and take all your stuff? You know, there's a— um... You know, trading instead of piracy, because Viking is basically just a, a Norse word for pirate. So— um, <laughs> So, but that kind of, but that kind of, what kind of society do you have where you like have people who are constantly on guard at vulnerable places in case out of nowhere some armed maniac, some berserker shows up to start trying to lay waste to people? Well, I have two. That's 
That's what that is. And when you think, uh, sorry, let me just finish this. It's just when you think about medieval Europe, when you think about Europe in the year 900, for example, do you think about a safe, stable society with like a, like a lot of wealth and commerce and trade and a large population that enjoys a good quality of life? In the Dark Ages, I guess not. Yeah, because because no, that's not what it is, and that is not what the United States is now for a lot of people. The, and do we like? Putting guards in schools is taking a step back towards living in the age of the Vikings. So I have two two points. One is, um, and I'm drawing a blank on her mind because I also fell asleep on the couch this afternoon. Yeah, no, no, don't worry about <laughs> it. After work. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird. Harper Lee? Yeah, she wrote a new book called Go Set, not a new Go book. Go Set a Watchman. Yeah, and some part of that was about having a watchman who didn't, who just sounded the alarm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. read that book, so yeah. I, I don't. And it will ruin To Kill a Mockingbird, so you can decide whether you want to read it or not. <laughs> but it's very good, and it's very different. And it was written before To Kill a Mockingbird, so it's sort yeah. of interesting. Anyway, and the second thing is, um, and that alarm system, you know, I want to come back to that in a second. And the second thing is that Reagan, one of Reagan's famous commercials was, when he got elected, yeah. was... Um, Everybody says, you know, the Russian isn't a bear, you know, they're really, they're really not that bad. But, you know, if you think there's a bear in the woods, wouldn't you want to have a gun? And yeah. an acknowledgement that there's been a lot of school shootings. Yes. And that, in fact, it is a little dangerous. It is. For children. And the police don't get there very fast. And um, I'm going to swing back to well, the ghost set of watchmen. I think the police might get there pretty quickly, but since the whole thing in Parkland was over in four minutes. Which is pretty, it's usually pretty qu quick. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah. you know, unless the police can, like, have jetpacks or teleport or something like that, yeah. you know, they're... It's not surprising they can't get there in time. So some of the things I've been I've been listening to a lot of different pieces of this, and one that surprised me was a caller to C-SPAN because sometimes the callers to C-SPAN are kind <laughs> some some of some of the cranks. Yeah, you know, sometimes. We, yeah, yeah, it's gotten really bad. Yeah, actually. yeah. but that's they, what the aliens want you to think. <laughs> yeah, but this one was really good, and they were talking about all the magical alarm systems that we have with the cameras and stuff for your house, yeah. and why aren't the schools more up to date on alarm systems? and trips and all that stuff which which just doesn't cost it doesn't cost the same way that you know station yeah. guards do with guns and training sure. and but just that sort of thought that that schools should be protected you know if we reinforce and harden banks and other things why wouldn't we have schools that are really good if it comes to an earthquake and really good if it comes to a tornado and oh by the way can control the and entries and access to the to the school and you know i think they were pretty good points that they made so but i wanted to bring up reagan because you know i'm the republican so i have to yeah. every once in a while throw yeah. in a you know <laughs> if there's if you think there might be a bear in the woods you know um and if you're going walking in the woods certainly you know like like if i were if don't I'm, do it during hunting season right if i because well, nothing will save you <laughs> well if i were going north walk going out walking in the wilds of uh, uh, you know, out near Yellowstone in grizzly bear country. Oh, he was alluding to Russia. He I wasn't. know that. But oh. I'm just saying, like, specifically, <laughs> like, if I were going in the woods in grizzly bear country, and especially in a time of year where I knew the bears might be hungry. I thumbed around Kodiak Island in Alaska. And yeah. Yeah, I, I can was around grizzly bears. <laughs> I can understand, like, like I can understand the impulse to say, I'm going to pack a gun with me that might slow it down. I'm going to be really careful with my food is actually. That, that, <laughs> that's probably the more to the point. But, yeah. like, unless I'm or going. bear in, mace. Bear mace. Bear sure. Mace. I, look, I'm not saying that guns are the only way to deal with bears, but I am saying, like, there's a difference between 
going into the territory of a dangerous predator and living in an environment where, like, the bear can show up at any time. Like, we don't live in the woods. I mean, I, I know it's a metaphor, but, like, if you think about the actual danger posed by actual bears, you know, like, people in older times lived in much greater fa- fear of bears than we do because we've driven the bears back. Well, and it's different different bear populations. Yeah. Well, and, th- and they, you some know... Some eat nuts and seeds, and, 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 and a lot of, of them these eat an- meat. Well, <laughs> but a lot of these dangerous animals, you know, mountain lions, for example, they can kill and eat humans, but they've learned not to. They've learned to avoid us. They've learned we're dangerous. So uh, I, I think a, a better, you know, if you're... Like, like if but we're worried about danger. Russia... No, perceived danger is what I'm trying to point to. If you p- look at the nap uh, knapsacks, the bulletproof knapsacks that they're selling. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. And you know, it's funny. Do you remember when the lined with Kevlar? The Washington um, shooter was nobody knew who it was, but he was terrorizing the Washington D.C. Oh, that uh, fellow, John Lee Ma- Malvo. Boy, I think. Yeah, yeah, in the car, and he was in the trunk of the car and all that. Mm-hmm. But you know, he picked off a lot of people that if they'd had a knapsack on, hit the bullet wouldn't have hit their their torso but well, he was a trained army sniper though no it was the kid that was shooting it was he the the sniper drove the car it was actually the kid that was underage that was doing the shooting oh really yeah that's why it was a very different um yeah he was oh the, he was the shooter <coughs> well and and for what it's worth uh all those shootings were were designed to serve as cover for one specific murder that he wanted to commit of his ex-wife oh i didn't know that yeah 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 he was basically yeah. like, oh, if she lives around here, so if there's, like, a bunch of people are getting randomly killed and then she's one of them, well, what's suspicious? You know, why go looking for him specifically? Oh, I missed that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, well, one, I mean, we, we have, like, Talk a few about minutes left, but, uh, yeah. yay. Um, <laughs> I just posted a link uh, to, uh, just bringing you back to schools, uh, there are two things. I just posted a link to the um, to the Facebook and Twitter. Remember, follow so, hashtag civil references for, for anything that we uh, are discussing or sourcing, and those will also be on the website after, um, after we post the show online. Uh, but uh, the link is, basically the title is, you know if we arm teachers that black students are going to get killed, right? Yeah. Which is really good true yeah. because teachers get jumpy um, around. Basically, if you if you have a gun and they're saying, "Look, here's a gun. We'll train you to how to shoot it and everything," but this is to protect you against people that want to kill you. Now you have a gun, and now you're you're constantly thinking that I am going to die. <laughs> I might, I might die soon. Or I need to take my gun to work. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's well, a different scenario. Yeah, then. or just arming yeah. teachers, just like yeah. having a standard, like, arm the teacher. That means this person that's supposed to be educating also has this constant reminder that they, that they will have to be the person to take care of an attack. They are the point person. They have to shoot this person if and when this happens. happens. And then they start seeing things that, and then the fear starts up. And for the most part, uh, in our society, um, brown and black kids um, are like, especially like in a high school prejudged um, yeah. yeah and it just happens you know it's some kids snap. are like oh they're in a gang oh they're they're gonna shoot everything oh, boom, 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 you know and um they'll the teacher will feel very bad about it later um and 
they but they, they would actually have feared for their life for a brief second. Exactly, and yeah. then a kid is going to get dead. Not well, unlike this and, this and, guy that didn't go in. And black students already are disproportionately <coughs> uh, facing the brunt of like uh, uh, violence from teachers or being That's right. you know pol- community resource officers in in schools. I mean, you know, they're already getting like thrown to the floor and dragged around and and beaten and buffeted and in a couple of instances shot anyways and they're not uh uh armed and and the teachers aren't armed and yet so well, then, then we get into this uh, cops you're right and schools. it will just make um, it worse well this then we get into cops and schools <clears throat> uh because they are police officers if they see someone breaking the law, oh, yeah, then they, they to need charge to them. charge right. them. So there's so escalates if, it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So if uh, so if kids are screwing around and they screw up and um, one, you mean if they behave like teenagers? Yeah, and they and they break a law, um, like sexual harassment, or uh, like fighting or something like that. The, the selling weed out of their locker. Exactly. They they are the cop is obligated to arrest that person they have broken the law so having a a cop in a school instead of having a disciplinarian in the school having an actual police officer in the school is different we just had uh a a note um, a message from uh shelly hello Um, shelly and uh they want to us discuss the differential lethality Excuse me. The differential lethality between armed guard with a pistol versus high velocity, large capacity AR-15s. Uh, maybe we can talk about that after. Yeah, because that probably was the calculation that sheriff's deputy was making. Could be if he heard the speed of the shots. Well, there's a. <coughs> um, we can talk about this more after the break if, if we're if we're taking a break soon. That that's to, uh, in in a minute or two. Well, then I'm just going to mention I saw this article in the Atlantic magazine or posted their website last night. And it was written by uh, a doctor, a a radiologist, uh, who treated some of the victims of the Parkland shooting. And they talked about, uh, this person talked about how they've seen lots of people over their career come in, you know, they x-ray them to see what kind of injuries they have. And they've seen lots of people coming in with gunshot wounds. Apparently that's a fairly common thing when you work in a major city hospital, that kind of thing. And... uh, you know, talked about how, oh, uh, oh, I guess there's, like, has there something gone on? Because I've seen, like, five people in a row with gunshot wounds. It's like, yeah, there was a, you know, shooting or whatever. Like, oh, okay. So, but this doctor said that they'd never seen anything so horrendous as the wounds that came in from Parkland because they hadn't seen people shot with an AR-15 before. Like, just the amount of damage that these bullets did was just far beyond what they were used to seeing. Because they weren't old leathery people like me? Is that what no, you're because, saying? <laughs> no, because like the idea is that like a lot of the bullet wounds they saw were like like it was like a track, like a line through the body and that would cause damage. And you know, if it damaged the wrong part of you, if, you know, it hit an artery or Do you think you know, there was different brain. ammunition? It's because the because the, the ammunition is different and the amount of powder behind it. Like the, the amount of energy imparted to it by the cartridge is much higher. Yeah, it's a higher velocity. It's a much yeah. higher velocity. So it's traveling at supersonic speeds, well over the speed of sound, instead of at it or just below it, the way like a lot of like a handgun hand around tends yeah. to be. Um, and the amount of energy it imparts to the body is uh, just radical. The way it affects the body is radically different. So they, Do you th- know so this doctor described specifically seeing like that it's the difference between oh this person was shot in the kidney and it's bad, but 
you know, it didn't hit the artery, so maybe we can repair the kidney. We might be able to save this person before they bleed to death if they get to the hospital versus like, oh, this the, the, the AR-15 round hit, hit an organ in their body and it has been disintegrated. Like, it is just gone. There's nothing to save. And they reported, like, patients dying. Yeah. Because of the shooting, because like like there's nothing the surgeons can do to fix it. That's the point of guns. That sounded like the Las Vegas. That's the thing. point specifically of the AR-15 and related weapons like it. It's designed by the military to murder people. That's that's what it's for. I don't know what the caliber is of an AR-15. It's, a, it it's roughly a 22. It's like a 227. No, it's not a 22. 22s are tiny. It's no, it is tiny. That's the point. It, it's because the point is it's designed to be a high velocity round that goes through you and does a lot of damage and then goes out the other side, leaving a big exit. Wound. So the bullet doesn't tumble or anything. I'd be really right. surprised it's, it's, if it's only a twenty two. Oh yeah, caliber. no, it's, it's it's different from um, the uh, from like say you know your your classic forty five caliber pistol like you see in the army movies. I was thinking like the the M sixteens and stuff. M sixteen is the same thing basically. Yeah. It's just it's been engineered to be an automatic weapon. Yeah. Uh, we can look this up o- over the break, but yeah. my understanding is that the difference is that like a gun like you know your classic forty five like they carried in World War two and earlier. Um, part of the point of that is it's designed to like put a lot of the and energy. It's not hollow bullets, and it's not right, right. dum-dums. It's not. It's not. It's not about that. It's about is the is the is the gun designed? Don't they tumble? Don't the bullets? Some tumble? of them do. My, I, I don't. I don't know the specifics. Because I like, think we do need to be specific. Right. But yeah. my understanding. Uh, I, I have the um, information here. We can. We can. We can go link over, to it, and we can we talk can about it. I know we we've point. got to take a break, but but in a nutshell, it's the difference between like wanting to kill someone specifically designed to inflict injury versus like the point of this is to stop the person. It's actually hard to kill somebody with a handgun, so. Well. I forget yeah. what the percentage is, but it's actually quite low. I think low. it also depends on the handgun and all kinds of other things. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I know we should be taking a break uh, in a minute, so. Uh, and John is going to educate us while we're off the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 I've, I've heard that, uh, you know, they, they are tumble. 15. I, I think, think that's tumble. part of it. I think that's, that's yeah. it's designed to do that, too. But. Yeah. Uh, it it's my understanding. It, like the 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 article in the um, Atlantic by the uh, uh, radiologist, radiologist. Uh, basically compared it to the difference between someone someone uh, uh, sailing a boat up a canal versus someone driving like a cigarette boat and creating like a powerful wake in their disturbance. Well, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, except, you know, do you want to get hit by the cigarette boat or by the sailboat? You never hit from behind. That's always my important point. Well, fair (laughs) enough. But uh, not all of us have the Spartan attitude. So we're going to take a short break now here on Civil Politics to uh, pause and reflect and catch our breath. So uh, play a few PSAs as well. So don't go away. We'll be back again in just a couple of minutes. We'll be right back. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. Anthony, Mom said to take out the trash. But it's freezing outside. I know, but if we keep putting out lots of trash, it will warm up. Huh? What are you talking about? Global warming. Our trash gets burned and makes greenhouse gases. I kind of wish it went to the landfill instead. Methane is so much more effective than carbon dioxide. But why do you want to make global warming worse? I want to live on the beach. But the beach is only a few blocks away. Right, and if sea level comes up enough, we'll be beachfront. Melt those icebergs. 
Hey, I put all those papers, bottles, and cans in the recycling bin. Why do you put them into the rubbish? I read on the South Shore Recycling Cooperative's website, ssrc.info, that it takes a lot more fuel to make paper, bottles, and cans from, ahem, virgin materials than from recycled stuff, burn more fuel, more greenhouse gas. Before we know it, those obnoxious Sullivans across the street will be underwater, and I'll be having beach parties in the front yard. You're nuts. STDs often have no symptoms, but if left untreated, they can lead to serious health problems, especially for young women. Every year in the U.S., about 24,000 women become infertile from untreated STDs, which means they may never be able to have kids. It's important to get tested regularly. All STDs are treatable. Many are curable. GYT, get yourself tested. Go to GYTnow.org to find a testing center near you. A message from CDC. Thanks for asking, but I'd rather not send you nude pictures. I'm camera shy. I already said no. Under my clothes, I'm a robot. My webcam is broken. I'm worried they'll get passed around school. I have a rash. I have nudophobia. I have lizard skin. I'm a vampire, so I don't show up in pictures anyways. Your badgering has really killed the mood. When someone is pressuring you to do something you don't want to, how many ways can you say no before they get the message? Let us know at thatsnotcool.com. Brought to you by the Ad Council. And that's fine. There's nothing <laughs> wrong Everything with being in the proper place. The <laughs> common clay salt of the earth. Valley Free Radio is a proud member of Pioneer Valley Local First. Pioneer Valley Local First. Encouraging people to think local so they buy and bank local first. Pioneer Valley Local First also works to encourage companies in a friendly way to be socially, locally, and environmentally responsible. Thank you, Pioneer Valley Local First, for your support. It's time to ask Mr. Green from the Sierra Club. Lee in North Carolina writes, Hey, Mr. Green, I supplement my house's heating with a wood stove. I've never been clear about the type of pollution that comes from a reasonably well-constructed and maintained wood burner. Hey, Lee, it's mighty satisfying to stoke up the wood and sit snug by the fire, but there are some major drawbacks to this ancient poetic fuel. The wood stove emits tiny particles, known as microparticulates, that can cause serious lung and circulatory problems. This is why some cities have restricted or even banned wood burning. In 1988, the EPA laid down some serious guidelines to make new wood stoves burn much, much cleaner. Check on the back of your stove for an EPA certification tag. If yours doesn't have one, it's time for an upgrade. Ask Mr. Green and learn a lot more online at sierraclubradio.org. Nerd Night NoHo is proud to support Valley Free Radio, where a monthly speaker series featuring experts from the community talking about art, culture, and science. You can find us at noho.nerdnight.com. is a sport that unites fans, players, and coaches alike in a spirit of competition and camaraderie. Football season has come to our area, and while you're watching a game with friends or sharing in the excitement with family, be sure to celebrate responsibly. Never pick up the keys and drive if you've had too much to drink. And if you're 21, drinking alcohol is against the law. Remember, alcohol is different. Let's all work together to keep our roads and communities safe and have a winning season. This message is brought to you by your local beer distributors and this station. Press start to continue. 
video game remixes, nerdcore, hip-hop, and chiptunes from across the internet. Tune in every Monday night from 9 to 11 on Valley Through Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM. And check out Facebook.com slash Start to Continue for links to show notes, random game news, and podcasts of previous episodes. Press Start to Continue. All under needs to know. By now, you have heard that using compact fluorescent light bulbs, or CFLs, can save you money on your energy bill. But have you heard that there is a law requiring Massachusetts residents to recycle them? Keep in mind, they can't be recycled curbside, so do your part. Drop off your used CFLs at your local participating retailer. For more information on recycling and where to do it, visit lamprecycle.org Massachusetts. And thank you. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. So we've been doing a little more research during the <laughs> Thank break. Thank God for our listeners. They, yeah. uh, and you were totally right, Mike. It's, it is very close to 22. It's point two two three, as you said. And yeah. they don't tumble. They go, they shoot like a football, I think one of our yeah. listeners said. Yeah. <laughs> like the spiraling would do that inside the barrel. But, yeah, yeah. so it's really the, it's the mass times the velocity that does, would they say 12 inches of damage for a bullet entering the body, I, I think, I, genre I, found? There's, there's a few um, different ways yeah. to, to measure it. But. Yeah, the what um, the... The most accurate thing that I found was the Air 15. It's uh, I'm going to be um, posting this on the on the Facebook in a second. But the Air 15, um, well, a nine millimeter handgun uh, will produce. Um, it is it goes 1,200 feet per second and, le- and delivers a kinetic energy of 400 foot pounds. So that is the amount of kinetic energy that the bullet imparts on the body or imparts on the target when when it strikes. Um, by comparison, the standard AR-15 bullet travels at, uh, instead of 1,200 feet per second, 3,200 feet per second um, and delivers 1,300 foot-pounds. Uh, so what, they, what this article says is that... Um, it's also enhanced by cavitation, which means uh, it hits so hard that it just create like it pulverize. Sometimes it can pulverize a, an organ. Yeah. Um, instead of just having a shot in or through a body, it can just leave uh, just destruction in its wake because it creates so much energy that it's there's an. Uh, a larger bullet wound, yeah, um, and it causes much more destruction when it hits. Yeah, it's the difference between a bullet traveling at a little more than the speed of sound and traveling more than three times the speed of sound. So that sheriff's deputy, yeah, yeah. would have known that. Sure, yeah. and that's certainly that's certainly one of the things to consider. And you know, like when it comes to arming teachers, there's so many reasons. I posted actually. Uh, my friend uh, Paul Hammond, uh, who I went to Kenyon with way back in the day, uh, who's a fantastic high school English teacher out in Vancouver, Washington, and a, just a really stellar person. Um, but he uh, he posted, uh, and I shared to our, our Civil Politics Facebook page, a whole bunch of reasons why he's like, this is a terrible idea. Why he's like, the idea that like I'm supposed to be the line of defense for the students with a gun is a terrible idea. And there's plenty more that can be found. Trevor Noah on The Daily Show ran off a, 
ran off a bunch of them. Stephen Colbert pointed out a bunch of them. These are just people I've, I've noticed off the top of my head. Stephen Colbert is also wondering, like, yeah, where are we going to find money in the school budget for that? Oh, yeah, they can't even get kids to school. Right. Well, I mean, like, teachers are already buying their own school supplies. So the idea that, like, you know, the teachers are already buying all the crayons and pencils for their kids. Yeah, didn't Trump now, say a bonus? They give him a bonus. Ooh, a bonus. So you carry the gun and you get shot. Okay, thank you very much. I'll right. sign up for that. Like, a bonus? Yeah. A, a, a bonus is not the way you describe that. Like yeah. that's 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 not what a bonus is for. No, no, they, he meant is. they'd give him more money for beef. I know of their that, higher duties. But, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, like getting paid a bonus is like, hey, you did a great job. So here's a here's well, a bonus. Police are paid bonus depending on their, you know, what their what their requirements are of their work you know, environment. My my bookstore, we, you know, when, when we had good years, we do profit sharing with our yeah. employees. No, but people that's 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 do kind pay work working folks do get. Um, yeah, right. That's that's a bonus. That's yeah. different from like It's like combat pay. Right. It's a difference <laughs> from like there's a whole different level of responsibility, you Yeah. Know? Some so. combat pay. Boy, that was a good discussion though. Right. I um I I just I I think about this and there's so many ideas out there. It sounds like they're going to move the age to 21 in Florida. Yeah. Uh, is it Rick Scott? I always script the governor. Rick down Scott there. is the governor. Yeah. He's, he's the one who didn't go to that town hall meeting where the students were confronting Marco Rubio. Yeah. And that, that was, was pretty funny. That was amazing. <laughs> like the moment where where Marco Rubio said, "Look, the problem with this is if as soon as you start banning some k- kinds of guns, the only way this works is you wind up banning all semi-automatic rifles." Everybody started applauding. And he's like, <laughs> and the look on his face like, "Oh." Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was yeah. And he just backtracked. He said, "Oh, well, you know, we'll have to think about that or something." It it actually <laughs> I was reminded of like a year and a half ago, 2 years ago when Chris Christie took him apart. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he just said like he he just has the same thing because like one student was challenging him about taking money from the NRA and just over and over again he said it's no people buy into my agenda <laughs> yeah. and after he said it three times I'm just like oh, yeah and oh. that's how Chris Christie got him he said oh there's the tagline again there he goes you know yeah. there it is right there folks yeah. and yeah. it was that's, perfect that's all he's got yeah. it's still there it's still true Marco yeah. Rubio did not learn from that experience well he's he's a smooth talker but he's rehearsed so. Yeah, he doesn't know how to. He didn't read the crowd. I think it was Stephen Colbert that said that. <laughs> yeah, he's not that good at you reading the crowd. Read, read the, the room. room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> read the room. Uh, did, were you guys able to see um, that the the town hall? I, I saw, saw parts some of it. it. I didn't yeah. see all of it. Yeah. It was really interesting. Uh, they had uh, kids a few... right in his face. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, they were good. They had a they had a few different guests. They had uh, a spokesperson from the NRA was there. Right? Yes, they had a spokesperson um, from the NRA. Uh, she had poise. <laughs> um, I, that's the that's the part I saw live, um, and she was up there with the sheriff, hmm. uh, who is the one that disciplined that that deputy. Yeah. Um, but the uh, it was it was a really interesting time. Part of it was uh, cathartic. Um, which I have different opinions about, like, uh, just bringing, bringing people on just to yell at them, you know, um, but also, you know, giving them a chance to, to actually express their, their opinion. Uh, the part with Marco Rubio, um, yeah, he really didn't read the room because he kept saying people, he, he was saying, uh, when the, the student says, are you going to stop taking NRA money? Um, and then he says, well, the NR, uh, like if someone contributes, then they are buying into my agenda. They like, I do things and they are saying that I, I, that they, they like the stuff the, yeah. that I'm doing. And so they are, they are get, contributing money in support of the things that I am doing, yeah. which 
no <laughs> no that's not no that's not how the world works that's not how you work marco rubio yeah. so um it it he made it sound very uh altruistic um but it was embarrassing it was he did not do a good job none of them really did a good job except for the sheriff i do and give I think, him credit for showing up though. oh definitely and not a lot of credit because i heard sure you know the comedians but take I, that apart too i, I give him <laughs> yeah. more credit than governor scott oh yeah, definitely who did not come yeah <laughs> yeah he, but he's talking about changing the age which is interesting so. the changing the age that that is good um having the the one of the things that i was really i'm talking a lot this this episode but um we like that one of the uh one of the things that I find, again, like I'm on two sides of the fence with is the red flagging, um, yeah, which we talked, which about we talked about last time. Yeah. One of the things that I'd be worried about is that in some in some definitions in some states, it's the police can uh, say, OK, this person should not have a gun. Uh, we should be worried about this person. Yeah. And that is up to the police. Subjective. Uh, do you remember I was saying that my town that I grew up in, mm-hmm. that the police took people's guns and there was no yeah there was no ju- they, and they no, changed no the law to that. Exactly. there was no appeal and you do kind of want that if you know you have crazy joe living in town and everybody knows every once in a while joe goes crazy and you want to take his guns but yeah that subjective part and some some states the family can't do it the police yeah. have to decide where i think they should do it through a judge you know Sort of well, the the thing is that like the whole point is that uh, if you have to go through a judge, then it's supposed to be like you're red flagged. You cannot have these guns for a short time while we go investigate. Yeah. Uh, so if they want to go talk to a judge, then that takes time. Well, restraining orders, you can get one that night. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what I'm thinking more like that. Just that, that it gives it a... It, they it, can give it that It's not night. a due process, yeah. Yeah. but that's quick because um, you can get a restraining order that night if But you I need think one. the point is that they go into the home. Yeah. They go to a home. They say, you're crazy, and they take the guns immediately. Yeah. Or we're concerned about you. Exactly. Yeah. Or yeah. we're concerned about you. Or you're depressed you. and you yeah. think you're going to exactly. commit suicide. Or, uh, yeah. So they take the guns from you, or they might, and in some cases, they might take you into protective custody, yeah. which is not getting arrested. So think about that. Spin, it is very subjective. Paper. Sure. Um, and that it, could be used as a punishment. It could be used... Uh, I, or, I mean, yeah. I, I just want to, like, this is the sort of thing uh, uh, going back... You mentioned Ronald Reagan. Going back in the Cold War, it's one of the things the Soviet Union used to do to political dissidents. They'd say, you know, oh, you're mentally unstable. And they'd commit them to mental hospitals yeah, exactly. and hit yeah. them with ECT and stuff like that as a way of shutting them up. So well, exactly. in this country, they we do certainly that. want to avoid that. In this country, they did that to a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. and I, mean, was, yeah. I, I imagine they probably also did it to a lot of people of color who were activists as well. I think I mean, you had to but have money to think about. <laughs> well, it's a different <laughs> the institution. Oh, I see what you mean. Like the yeah. Kennedys did with their daughter. Think um, about no, a woman. Sh- that was, I'm, I'm saying that it was done to Fanny Flat. You know, a lot, of, a lot of women that were trouble, that's what you do. Yeah. Well, think about so. a woman that's in an abusive relationship. Uh, she has purchased a gun for protection. And the husband says, the husband I'm, says worried about I'm worried about her. Can you take her gun away? Yeah. Uh, the, but that's, it, it would be good <laughs> <laughs> because someone might, I mean, they, they like someone that might kill someone, they should not have a gun. So, you yeah. know, um, well, the question is if she then goes around and says, oh, but I got this gun cause I'm worried about him. If they say, fine, ma'am, we're taking your gun away and all of his too. That's yeah. a different thing than if you're like, oh, well, 
well, of course, she's a crazy female, so, like, we're not going exactly. to listen to her. It, she might be hysterical. Right. Yeah. Like you know. the, um, yeah. I don't remember the, the, the name you, of the woman in Florida. Thank you for joining me in my feminism genre. Well, the, the, the <laughs> woman in Florida who was... Uh, who who went to prison? Who was sent to prison for like thirty years or whatever for firing a warning shot into the ceiling? You know, they're like, well, that's not standing your ground. That's threatening a guy with a gun. It's like, because he was coming <laughs> after me. And it's like, nope, nope, sorry. You know. Yeah. So you're uh, no George Zimmerman. Yeah, subjective is always it. It's hard. It's really difficult. Who makes the decisions? How how do you do it? I don't know about the um, well. And it's it's the Republican concern about like despotic government. You know, like, which I am concerned about. Right, and and, and 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 I wish you were just full of crap, and I could just go, "Oh, you're full of crap." No, obviously that is a concern, and and racial bias and sexual bias, you know, and bias, you know, like you know, like like again, gay people are, are like, "Oh, that's a Muslim." Of course, you know, they're more dangerous because they're a Muslim or yeah. whatever. Watch you know. out for that transgender person. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, the last thing you're going to do is say, like, oh, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white guy. He clearly <laughs> needs his guns taken away from him. <laughs> I had it really f- does. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. I'm, ahead I'm of, saying. I'm ahead of the game. I already took my guns away. <laughs> you had guns? No, but th- that, that was me being proactive. <sighs> I had a friend whose family was not supporter, supportive of her lifestyle, and this went on for years and years. And then one year she was going down to New York for a gay pride march. Mm-hmm. And there'd been a huge problem in San Francisco. And um, people had been gassed and yeah. assaulted in the gay pride march. And the turning point was her mother said, be careful around those straight people. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, y- yeah. They're, they're not so. <laughs> Yeah, true. but it was just such a funny turnabout. <laughs> it's like oh most of the murders happened because of straight people. And, oh. and be careful, dudes. Yeah, yeah, y- yeah. absolutely. Well, what do you do with that? I mean, what do you do with that? Deport them. <laughs> well, that's a good question. We only have a couple minutes left, and that yeah. is actually something I wanted to t- wanted to try and touch on. And I guess we'll have to come back to it in a later episode because <clears throat> one of the things I've been one of the things I've been thinking about is there are limits to what we're going to be able to accomplish with gun control laws because a lot of those are focused on, like, the sale and licensing of these of these weapons. And that's hugely important, and we definitely need to deal with that. And I, I'm all in favor of finding ways to, like, use those to restrict the access of people like the guy from Parkland to getting AR-15s and whatnot. But we are approaching a brave new world we're already starting to enter into it where people can 3d print their own assault rifles at home and untraceable right it's 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 effectively untraceable because unless you're going to make this new technology of 3d printing of being able to like take materials plastics and metals and like have a machine sort of make that make this into a thing for you well, you can. They do it with printing now. They put little codes in so they can tell where it was printed. So you could do that with a 3D right. printer. But it's still not going to prevent them from actually making their own they are AR-15 and then going out and killing some, people. Some it. companies are putting in lockouts for, for yeah. um, so, firearms. Some companies. And, that sh- and, of course, the law never is never keeps never up. keeps up with actual technology. So right. if there's a there should be a law that says 3D printers have to have a lockout for firearms in just some like way. the like photocopiers have lockouts for printing u.s currency exactly so a certain green i i want to just mention rick ahead. santelli do you know who he is he's like I a financial know. guy he was the guy who said what about us the f- investment bankers when they bailed out the banks oh he was the teabagger guy um 
yeah, teabags started before him. But anyway, so he was on the air the other day, and this is what he was saying. He thought that there should be an independent scoring agency like FICO, and they could they could determine whether you were suitable for guns or not. Can you imagine the industry that that would create? I mean, he's basically saying, create this independent agency unrelated to the government or the police or any this other rating agency, you just mean, like the bond rating agencies. Y- you mean like the like the gun version of Experian for for your credit score? Exactly. That's exactly. And I just that's a terrible idea. I know. I just I couldn't believe it. I had to. Mm. I had but to that's <laughs> private industry stepping in to fill a problem, Sue. I thought you liked that. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it on that. When the financial industry says this will be great. <laughs> Watch <it>. Run. Yeah. <laughs> Run. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Wow, that's <laughs> really going to change the, change the calculus with the next financial collapse, huh? <clears throat> so um, we do need to, to wrap up. Uh, there's more to talk about with this. Thank all our listeners because that was pretty good. They really helped us today. Yes. So thank yeah, you well, all. Definitely we needed the help. <laughs> uh, who knows? We may talk about some other things uh, uh, next week, like uh, politics of Wakanda or uh, – uh, the indictments against Robert Mueller. Or don't from get me Robert. started on the politics of Wakanda. <laughs> oh, I'd love to, but we don't have time right now. Ah. Yeah, who was it? Gates was indicted today or something. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, and, and more charges against Gates and Manafort and all kinds of stuff like that. So um, Sanctions against North Korea. Yeah, yeah, and the Olympics are wrapping up. By the way, kudos to the women's hockey team for winning the gold against the hated Canadians. Those maple syrup swilling jerks. Milkbaggers. <laughs> Damn milkbaggers. <laughs> Poutines <laughs> packers. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, we apologize to Canada. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, we do have to wrap up. We've got subculture coming up in just a few minutes with awesome music. Follow that by off the record, which is more awesome music. Um, so stay tuned for uh, Wendy and Mark uh, later tonight. Uh, But that's all for civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be back next week with more. Uh, We hope you'll join us then. But that's all for now. Good night.